name is Katherine Cox Flaherty, and welcome to another episode of Practical PH. Today is the first episode of our Careers in PH series, where we'll learn about the different entry points into a career in pulmonary vascular disease. I'd like to welcome our first guest today, Dr. Chris Mullen. We'll talk about his experience in pulmonary vascular disease via an academic clinician educator track. He's an assistant professor of medicine in the Division of Pulmonary and Critical Care at Brown University. He clinically cares for patients at the Rhode Island Hospital Pulmonary Hypertension Center and is the director of the PE response team and PFT lab. He's an incredibly talented educator and clinician, and I'm so happy to be able to call him my colleague. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thanks for the invitation. All right. So, um, you know, we wanted to, to talk to you about kind of getting into pulmonary vascular disease through uh, a clinician educator type pathway. And I was wondering if you could just start off by telling us how you came to be where you are now. Yeah. So I, I think when I was, you know, I think early on in medical school, I realized that I really enjoyed a lot of sort of cardio and, and cardiac and pulmonary physiology and, and disease processes. And then, you know, through the course of my sort of internal medicine residency, sort of came really sort of enamored with the ICU. And so sort of a fellowship in kind of pulmonary and critical care was was pretty easy for me to, to decide on. When I was a fellow, I think early on, I sort of really sort of gravitated and really sort of enjoyed sort of seeing patients with pulmonary vascular disease. Uh, and then as well as working with sort of the faculty that that sort of uh, managed pH and, and did sort of made careers out of sort of clinical and research and, and pulmonary hypertension. Um, and so that was sort of kind of how I sort of developed an interest um, sort of in the field. Um, sort of from as a fellow at Hopkins, sort of pretty early on, sort of have to identify sort of a research sort of project or pathway or, or a niche, if you will, and um, sort of had a really sort of developed a really good relationship with with Steve Matai, who was my primary mentor as a fellow and uh, and a friend and colleague now. Um, and so I spent a lot of time as a fellow sort of uh, working in the uh, seeing patients with him and the, and the PH faculty at Hopkins and the PH clinic, uh, as well as uh, doing working on some clinical research projects with uh, Steve and, and others in the group. And how did that research experience in your fellowship kind of shape the type of job you looked for afterwards? When I started to sort of, when I met with Steve in my research, starting my research time as a fellow, um, kind of one of the things that he was sort of very, uh, an advice that he gave and sort of the, the way we sort of scoped out from, from my fellowship and was was not only sort of doing some clinical research with him and the group, but also really sort of developing sort of the clinical sort of expertise that it takes to manage, to be a pulmonary protection physician or a clinician or a clinician scientist. So sort of with that, you know, I spent a lot of time in the clinic with him, but then also spent uh, quite a bit of time uh, doing right heart catheterizations with Ryan Tedford, who was a heart failure cardiologist, who's now not longer at Hopkins, but was, was there when I was there. So it really sort of sort of developed kind of the sort of the clinical expertise sort of along with doing some of the, the research. Um, sort of me personally, I, I liked all aspects of, of that, but experience, but but I realized that sort of a, a career as a primary researcher or um, uh, as a uh, grant-funded researcher was not something that uh, was I was cut out for. That was sort of uh, the path for me. And sort of kind of with that, um, 
I, as I was applying for looking for jobs at the end of my fellowship, I was looking for, for jobs in a clinician educator track where I could specialize uh, in pulmonary vascular disease and pH. So it sounds like you did kind of an off the books pH fellowship essentially during your research. Yeah, de facto pH yeah. fellowship, I think is the probably better fair. Yeah. fair. Did you come to Brown already kind of knowing what the landscape would look like? Did you look at many places with this type of position? Um, what sort of impacted your decisions? Yeah, so when I was looking for, for, for jobs and interviewing in places, I really only sort of seriously pursued interviews in, uh, in places that were looking to sort of add uh, academic, sort of academic job at places that were looking to add a sort of clinical faculty person to do a lot of uh, PH. There were plenty of places geographically or, or departments or divisions that I liked, but just that weren't looking, didn't didn't have a need if, to add someone to do pulmonary hypertension. And so those were places that I never didn't pursue seriously. When I was applying and looking at places, you know, a lot of this was sort of done by sort of connections through through colleagues in the field. And so I uh, sort of got plugged into you know, to Brown with, with Corey and Strollo, uh, in part because actually Knew her very briefly as a, when I was a resident and she was a fellow and junior faculty at Columbia. Then also she's very sort of good friends and colleagues with uh, Steve Matai and other mentors down at, at Hopkins. And so that was sort of the connection uh, here. And then sort of from that sort of spurred on sort of more sort of serious, you know, job interviews and negotiations, et cetera, that ultimately uh, landed with me uh, coming and joining faculty here now almost six years ago. How prepared were you to clinically care for PH patients, leaving your fellowship coming up here, and how important was mentorship here for you? I think I was very well prepared, and I would say probably as well prepared as you probably could have been coming out of fellowship. I think anytime, any the jump from fellow to faculty, from fellow to attending is is challenging regardless of what field you're in. And so a, a lot of sort of logistic things, sort of nuances in sort of some of the clinical management uh, on the research side as well uh, about, uh, it, was, it was really important to have uh, mentors here and colleagues that I could sort of rely on for those things. Um, as far as how much, how I felt as far as my training, I thought, again, not having done a uh, sort of a de facto PH and a sort of a formal PH fellowship, I think that my my training there was about as good as it could have been coming out of fellowship. You have a couple of sub subspecialty interests. How has it played a role in your current position? Yeah, so I think some of the things that I've have sort of clinical interests in sort of within pulmonary vascular disease are one uh, pulmonary vascular disease and complications related to rheumatologic or connective tissue diseases, and then the second one being um, PE and CTEF. And so, you know, the first uh, area of sort of interest or expertise in terms of the sort of pulmonary vascular complications and pH within connective tissue diseases or systemic sclerosis was sort of born out of some of the sort of the clinical and research experiences that I had as a fellow where um, you know, Paul Asun, Steve Matai, sort of mentors and, and leadership of the pH program at Johns Hopkins are sort of world's expert clinicians and investigators within uh, scleroderma, systemic sclerosis, and, and pH. And so, so really cultivated that um, 
that sort of interest there. Uh, and then, um, and so that's a lot of not only clinical experience, but also research, sort of clinical research projects as a fellow, some of them that have sort of carried over and sort of continue on uh, as uh, faculty. Um, the sort of the second interest in terms of the uh, sort of the PE and CTEF interest was you know, certainly stuff that I saw a lot of as a fellow. And then when I sort of uh, came on faculty here at Brown was uh, sort of gifted the, the, the title and leadership positions for the pulmonary embolism response team at Rhode Island Hospital, um, which, and then seeing a lot of um, most of our, the patients that get diagnosed and managed for acute PEs, uh, particularly those that are intermediate high and high risk in the hospital, sort of seeing them in fall in follow-up. And so a lot of that was just sort of organic and sort of terms of sort of the, some of the program building that sort of existing and continues on in our institution. And also just sort of having the, the sort of the, the clinical sort of experience uh, of seeing and managing pH patients both in the hospital and in the sort of in follow-up. And... Can you talk a little bit about um, the role that research plays in your career as it is now? It's not something that is the primary uh, focus of, of my career, but, but something that I think is important both for the to the field at large and also just in sort of my personal satisfaction experience. So, you know, I sort of have my hands in a couple different uh, projects, some uh, research project through the Pulmonary Hypertension Association Registry, um, and sort of certainly collaborate with uh, our research colleagues here, which includes you, Catherine, uh, as well as uh, you know Jim Klinger and Corey Vince Tuolo, um, uh, Navneet Singh, and so um, it's one of these situations where some of that is there's a there's a really large pulmonary vascular research group here, not just on the clinical side but on the basic and tra translational side, and so I sort of have development and or sort of involvement, if you will, sort of from a quote unquote team science approach. So even though that I'm not actively performing the type of research that you and, and other colleagues that are here, I'm still sort of involved in patient recruitments to some of our clinical and translational studies, recruiting and enrolling patients in industry-sponsored studies for, for uh, investigational therapies for, for pH. And then I have other sort of clinical extra, uh, clinical projects um, or clinical research projects ongoing in some other areas for myself. Can you talk a little bit about what the different parts of your job entail? One of the, the things with a clinician educator career in pulmonary vascular disease is that it's almost impossible to have a primarily clinically based job where the only thing you do is pulmonary vascular disease. And so my job entails uh, uh, not only um, sort of from the clinical aspects of my job related to pulmonary vascular disease, doing pH clinic, um, post, a post P clinic that's sort of integrated into that, and then also doing my own um, uh, right heart catheterizations. Um, I also sort of forgot to mention this earlier, but it's one of my other big interests in, in pulmonary vascular disease is um, exercise hemodynamics, exercise right heart caths, and, and exercise pH. And so, so I do, uh, at this point, all of the exercise right heart caths for all of our uh, pH patients and for my colleagues. Um, so that's sort of the, the clinical aspects of my job that are pH related. Um, the other clinical aspects of my job are, are sort of attending in the ICUs and in the pulmonary consult service, um, as well as um, a little bit of an outpatient general pulmonary practice. 
And, and so those are those are sort of the sort of the clinical things which again are heavily slanted towards pH and pulmonary vascular disease, but certainly include more general pulmonary and ICU stuff on the inpatient and outpatient side. Um, as far as my non-clinical time, uh, it's it's always uh, with, with such a busy clinical schedule, it's always hard to carve out some of that time. But sort of in addition to some of the sort of the time that I spend uh, working on some of the clinical research projects, um, also have a fair amount of sort of administrative responsibilities, um, to managing and and directing our PE response team and uh, at uh, the, the two the two main hospitals in our system. Uh, as well as I'm the medical director for uh, a couple of our pulmonary function testing laboratories. That's another one of the things I'm interested in and enjoy about the field is pulmonary physiology and PFTs. And so I, I, I have some, some administrative uh, roles there as well. Do you have any advice for you know trainees who may be interested in a career via this route? Um, obviously, some of it is who you know and, and right place, right time. But um, any any words of wisdom that maybe you wish you'd known about or things that have served you well? Yeah, I, I think the you know pH and pulmonary vascular disease is such an interesting field. Uh, I think it's something that I think there's sort of, and I'm sort of on this wave as well, of sort of a growing interest in, in terms of sort of trainees and uh, junior faculty as the as far as the, there's a growing interest in, in, in pH and pulmonary vascular disease. And so um, I think that's for a lot of reasons. Um, but but I think that if you're in, if you're a fellow um, or, or you're in your fellowship or you're thinking about applying for, for a fellowship, I think, and you're interested in pulmonary vascular disease, I think you have to make sure that you find find training, whether and mentorship sort of formally and informally in a place that off that we're, we're that where there's lots of uh, clinical pulmonary hypertension. And so I think that there, there, is, there are a handful of pulmonary vascular disease and pH fellowships across the country. Um, there are new ones popping up every uh, now and then. And, and um, I'm actually part of a fellowship consortium where we're sort of looking at trying to sort of, sort of standardize pH fellowships across different institutions and even start uh, one here uh, soon, hopefully at our institution. And so I think um, there's there's no sort of requirement for a for a formalized or structured pH fellowship if that's what you're interested in doing, um, but um, but there but there could be you know years down the road. And so if you're a fellow or applying for a fellowship and want to do pH or pulmonary vascular disease, you have to find a place where you um, can get sort of the clinical pH uh, training and develop start developing that expertise. Um, and that's not just for people that are interested that are uh, pulmonary fellows, right? There's a very well-established paths for, for, for cardiologists and cardiology fellows through advanced heart failure and pH training as well. And so there are plenty of institutions where the cardiologists are the primary uh, division where pH is sort of housed and managed. And so you have to, so that's, there's options on sort of both, you know, cardiology and pulmonary pathways of be, becoming a, a pH uh, clinician or clinician educator. Um, the second thing I would say is that kind of echoing the points or reiterating the points earlier about um, that my job is not all pH. And I think that very few full-time clinicians will have jobs that are entirely pH. And so I think you have to also think about what are some of the other things that, that you like to do with your time other than clinical pH, whether that's 
and research, basic science, translational, or clinical within, within PH, or are there other clinical sort of things that you like to do that can complement your, your pH time. And so for, for many people, that's other advanced lung diseases like ILD or even lung transplant, you know, ICU, ECMO, or even just general pulmonary, um, all, all things that sort of can complement sort of the, the clinical aspects of a, of a job that um, centers on, but is not going to be exclusively uh, pH or pulmonary use. How important has um, the educator piece been for you uh, as a clinician educator, you know, you you just won the fellows teaching award of the year. You, we know you're a fantastic teacher. Do you find that it has, you know, helped quell any burnout or, you know, made yeah. your job better? Yeah. Thanks for embarrassing me by bringing up that award that I won a few days ago. Um, the, the sort of the educational aspect of, of the job I find is um, uh, to be very sort of personally fulfilling. Um, it's also, um, I think one of sort of the sort of selfishly one of the things that I get to do when I sort of working with learners from a PH side or that I'm sort of typically paired with fellows like when you were a fellow um, and other pulmonary fellows here who are who are very interested in, in pH and pulmonary vascular disease. So the the you know, sort of oftentimes the education is at a very sort of high level for for fellows uh, that are sort of pre-advanced in their training. And so we can do very sort of high level things like make you calculate PVR and fit cardiac outputs off the top of your head in the cath lab, um, or, or sort of really going over sort of really high level management diagnosis uh, of, of coronary vascular disease. So, so I really relish that, that job, but also getting to work with um, uh, medical students and internal medicine residents um, well along the way is also really sort of rewarding. And so I, I do think that's sort of really something that's, that's um, to your point exactly, does sort of add a lot of professional satisfaction uh, to, to, to the job. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us and for your insights and for sharing kind of these personal tidbits. We really, really appreciate it. Of course, my pleasure. Thank you again for the invitation, Catherine.